Thank you for joining us again today. Today is October 12th, 2022, and I am your host, Pastor Neil Radical. This morning, I would like to begin with a brief devotional thought based on 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1-6. through 6. Paul writes to the Christians in Thessalonica, But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them, as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep, as others do, but let us watch and be sober. This section, you know, Paul's encouraging the Thessalonians to continue to look and see God's promises taking place. Number one, the Old Testament believers were looking forward to Christ's coming, the Messiah, to come and set them free. The Jews thought that this meant freedom from the Romans, but ultimately being set free from our sin and death itself through Jesus' work and death on the cross for that payment of our debt of sin and resurrection from the dead. But when we look at this day that's coming, like a thief in the night, as Paul writes here, he's reminding the Thessalonian Christians and us to look for that second coming of Christ when he comes at judgment day. He says in verse 4, but you, brethren, are not in darkness. You're not unaware of this. You're not blind to this, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You maybe think of home alone. He knew that the thieves were coming at night, but he prepared for that. He watched for them. He was ready for that. It's the same idea. Verse 6 says, therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober, be alert, be ready for when the Lord is going to come. Because we're not of the night nor of the darkness, we're sons of the light, verse 5 says. We're sons of the day. We're sons of our God and our Savior, our Father in heaven, and our Lord Jesus Christ, the light of this dark world. And so when the Apostle Paul writes, concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly well that this day of the Lord so comes the thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. Really, at that point, it says, and they shall not escape. There's no going back. When a woman goes into labor, she's in labor. It's not like, well, I'm not going to be in labor anymore. No, it's happening. And so the same thing is true. You can think of the, the people around Jerusalem before Rome came and destroyed them in 70 AD. They were thinking, oh, peace and safety, things will be fine. And then... The Romans came and destroyed them. And where could they go at that point in time? How could they flee? On the last coming of Christ, it'll be suddenly, in the blink of an eye, in a moment, the last trumpet. People might be safe and secure in their day-to-day routine, and then the end comes. Christ will come unexpectedly. We know that the concerning the times and the seasons, we know that the Lord reminds us through the world around us and the wickedness that he's coming quickly and that we should be properly prepared. As a case in point, think of those who were in Florida recently who knew that hurricane was coming. Did they just say, oh, we'll be fine. No reason to prepare. No, they, they left. They fled. They escaped so that they would not be destroyed. And we have all those sad stories of those who could not get out and those who were not properly prepared for when that hurricane came far greater than any earthly hurricane, storm, or earthquake, or flood, or fire, is the last day. The Lord has told us how to be ready, to look to Jesus as our Savior, the one who has bled and died for our sins, that spotless Lamb of God who has taken away our sins. We can look forward to the resurrection of the dead, so that when he comes, we can lift up our head because our redemption has come, and the Lord will take us to our heavenly home. How do we properly prepare? We are reminded. We are 
are focused on what God's Word teaches us and prepares us for our day-to-day life so that we aren't falling asleep in our faith, but that we continue to watch and be alert for His coming to bring us home. What a great day to look forward to. What a great day to know that we have true peace and safety in our heart through God, our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you as we pray. Lord, we thank you for your warnings, but also in your wonderful promises you've given to us concerning the end time. As we go through these seasons of ups and downs in our life and the world and our nation, help us to be properly prepared for when you come so that we would not be walking in darkness, but in the light of your gospel, forgiveness, and promises for eternal life. Bless our day today and help us remember that we will escape the final judgment because we know Our judgment was laid on our Savior, Jesus, to give us that justification of our sins, to be declared not guilty, and know we have eternal life with him and all believers. Lord Jesus, keep us always alert for your coming. In your name we pray. Amen. As far as updates and reminders are concerned, we're just reminded that our midweek Bible class tonight is at 7 p.m. We'll be doing that online. We'll be picking up 1 John 3 right around verse 17. So I hope you can join us. This past weekend, we had our mission festival, re- uh, this mission festival recap where we'd look at what happened. Pastor retired Mark Bernthal delivered a wonderful section from Isaiah reminding us that we should not keep silent. We don't, we don't keep silent about all the other wonderful events of our life. But we should not keep silent about Jesus either. So thank you again, Pastor Bernthal, for coming. We pray that the Lord continue to bless us all through that word that we receive from the Lord through you. This evening, also at 7 o'clock, here in Manual, there's the MCCL Fall Tour, Minnesota Right for Life. So if you're interested in coming to that at 7 p.m., that'll be here at Emmanuel. Also, this coming Saturday, October 15th, from 1 to 3 p.m., is the Basketball Officiating Clinic. If you have any interest in officiating basketball, please do check that out. On October 22nd, we have our Outdoor Adventure Day coming up on that Saturday. Please look for more information on that and plan accordingly. should be in the afternoon, I believe, from 1 to 4 at 7 Mile Creek Park. Our Trunk or Treat event for the congregation here is October 27th in our school parking lot there. And I believe that's from 5 to 7 on that Thursday evening. Also, our Area CLC Congregational Joint Reformation Service, followed by Potluck, will be at 4 p.m. on October 30th. So I hope you can attend that. And also, our 50th anniversary of the rededication of the church after the fire was It's going to be planned for November 12th through 13th of this next month. On our prayer list, our brother in Christ, Tom Jensen, has been undergoing pancreatic cancer and treatment, and now he has been placed on hospice care. And so we continue to pray for him and his wife, Sue, and that the Lord will continue to comfort them in their time of need and trust in the Lord's promises, as we spoke of earlier today. Also, as we look at our wisdom of the Solomon's Proverbs for today, we're looking at Proverbs chapter 11, verse 1. That whole chapter is 31 verses, and it really talks about the riches of this world compared to the riches of this life and how we properly navigate as good stewards of the things the Lord's blessed us with, of our time, talents, and treasures, and how we use our mouth and not curse but bless those. But verse 1 is interesting as far as how our righteousness is. Verse 1 of chapter 11 of Proverbs says, Dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. I was just teaching for Pastor Nauman uh, his catechism class in the fourth commandment. And we talked about on how you you can break the fourth commandment by not honoring your 
masters or superiors or bosses or employers by being dishonest to them, dishonest scales. Maybe you're sitting around while you're supposed to be working, being paid for work, and you're not working and just chatting up with your coworker. That would be dishonest scales. That's an abomination of the Lord. Really, you're not only breaking the fourth commandment about honoring your superiors in that sense, but you're also breaking the seventh commandment, of course, by stealing from the company because you're not working when you're supposed to be working. And ultimately, you're breaking the first commandment, our catechism students said, because you're not honoring God and his commandments in the first place. Three commandments broken. I asked one of the students, what should happen to you if you're stealing from the company? You should be fired, they said. And of course, we can compare that to God's righteous law as well. For every commandment that we've broken, we deserve to be fired in hell forever. That's God's condemnation for punishment when we're not perfect like he expects. But thankfully, our boss, our master, Jesus, is merciful and reminds us that, yes, we have done wrong, but he gives us other chances. He forgives us and shows us that love, mercy, and compassion, but still expects us to obey him and to follow him and show him honor and respect as well as our God and Savior. And so when we think about our day-to-day life, that honesty that humility, that honoring of God is certainly wisdom from God's word that we can live by. And we see once again the wisdom of Solomon's Proverbs ring true still today of God's righteousness in our life. As far as our hymn of the day is concerned, we can look at the worship supplement, hymn 788. We sometimes use this after we give our offerings in God's house of prayers, of monetary gifts, or we think about how we're going to use our talents or our time to serve God in the coming week. I love hymn 788 of the Tan Supplement, which reads, Lord, you love the cheerful giver, who with open heart and hand blesses freely as a river that refreshes all the land. Grant us then the grace of giving with a spirit large and true, that our life and all our living we may consecrate to you. We are yours, your mercy sought us, found us in death's dreadful way, to the fold and safety brought us never more from you to stray. Your own life was freely given as an offering on the cross for each sinner now forgiven from eternal shame and loss. Blessed by you with gifts and graces, may we heed your Spirit's call. Gladly in all times and places give to you who gives to us all. You have bought us now no longer. Can we claim to be our own, ever free and ever stronger? We shall serve you, Lord, alone. Amen.